Welcome. This is Jillian Moss-Backman with Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. I'm not sure how many of you are aware, but last week, the House of Representatives here in America made a proclamation and a change to the rules. And it's new to me, so I'm going to read what they established and put out there, and then we're going to discuss it from there. It states this, the House of Representatives introduces and approves gender neutral language in the rules of Congress and code of conduct. These are new reforms which promote inclusion, diversity in written and spoken language. That's a lot. <laughs> and here with me, my friend and my partner that works with me and helps me break this stuff down, Jan Bilgen. She is the acting interim director of career and leadership at University of Wisconsin Whitewater. And she has her master's in organizational management. Hi, Jan. Hey, Jillian. Glad we're talking about this today. This is exciting. This is this is good. Uh, really? Everybody got to. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, this topic you and I have been talking for a couple of years, and you've been introducing me, and I must be a really slow learner because it's been taking me a couple of years to figure this out. So I really think it's important that we break it down for everyone else. And you do such a good job at explaining these kind of things. I know that it's a first time for a lot of people in the audience to even hear what this means. And I know for myself that it's really confusing. So let's break it down, Jan, and discuss exactly what this means, gender neutral language. Go. Bam, no pressure. Well, first of all, great big, huge thing. Go ahead. Yeah, well, let, let's start with the why, though, to quote uh, a Simon yeah. Sinek, right? Let's start the, with the why. Why did the US Senate and the House of Representatives specifically make this change in announcement. And I would boil the why down to respect. I really do think, um, having thought about it a bit, this is, um, uh, this is a point of departure for the members of Congress to acknowledge um, that, every, you know, that everyone has the right to be referred to in a manner in which they want to be referred to. And so to me, that's respect. And let's face it, anybody who's watched any amount of time on C-SPAN you see that they have a lot of uh, time uh, that is spent addressing one another in very formal, what's yeah. meant to be a respectful manner, right? Um, and so yeah. that's a big part of parliamentary procedure. That's just the way our, our government works. So I think this was a move um, in reflecting um, what's been going on, maybe in higher education and, and um, government and some other places and bring it to the forefront. Um, I would tie it to, you know, um, my personal definition of diversity is that there's always got to be an empty chair at the table. So the next person that needs to share something new um, has a place to sit down and, and educate us. So that's kind of the why I think it happened. Um, as to what it means, um, I don't know. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to sit back and uh, let you. 
Well, you know, I, I hate think, Gero. Well, let's connect with some of the some of our history. Um, I'm a 50 plus year old woman. Okay, I remember. I don't really remember when I transitioned yeah. from people talking to me as Miss Bilgin or Ms. Bilgin or Mrs. Right. And so I, for those of us who have that context of of surname stuff, I think it's a good analogy. Right. So there was a time in my life where I decided I was not a miss anymore. I felt like people didn't respect me as much. It was too centered on my marital status. So I said, no, you need to refer to me as Ms. Right. So that's one well, way to look at these. I think we were both during that time when that became prevalent and it was a beginning to a language shift. And I think yeah. that a majority of people, at least our age, can relate to when Ms. came in, meaning exactly what you said, and it gave us the power to decide how we wanted to be addressed in the universe. And I think that's what this is all about. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I think so, but I think there's more at stake here. Okay. Um, and that's the part that I think people need to realize is like, people are like, what's the big deal? Firefighter versus fireman. You know, what's the big deal? Because to me, there's higher stake here because especially for people um, who don't identify as solely male or solely female, or they're, they're um, given an identity at birth of one gender, but they really express themselves as another or feel that they're another. Um, yeah. This is a bigger deal than me saying this or Ms. I mean, you know, come on, I'm going to get mail to all sorts of stuff, right? But this is speaking to the authenticity of someone in their life, living their life. And so where I use that analogy to get people kind of on board a little bit, it's by no means, you know, as much as at stake, right? And I think there's also, you know, we started this conversation point about respect is that you know, think about all the women firefighters in New York City um, that were during 9-11 that were referred to as firemen, right? Um, and inherently, some yeah. of them probably were okay with that because there's a continuum, but many of them were not and gave up their lives right alongside anyone else. And so I think that's a great example of gender neutral language is firefighter, uh, police officer, um, you know, just like teacher, right? Teacher is a gender neutral description yeah. of those folks that, that yeah. you know, take us to class and, and give us grades. So I think that's the first step. If people can kind of connect that way and then see the value of being more inclusive of any gender that would be identified by a word, that's gender inclusive language. Is that we're not saying you know, you're going to man the table. Nah, we're all going to staff it because I am definitely not a man, right? I'm a woman. So it's as my, you know, as my husband probably would attest. But I mean, that's the part that I think is the first step in understanding gender inclusive language. It's one about thing, bringing people in. Yeah. One thing that the term is being floated around there that I, I think people understand in its single properties, but they don't understand how it links together, Jan, which is the word binary versus non-binary. And I think what you're saying, and 
correct me if I'm not going down the right path here, is that when you talk about firemen versus fire people, is that what you said? Fire fighter is the fire. word they like. Yeah, fighter, fire fighter. Okay, fighter. Fireman is an example of what you would term in language a binary application, a binary label versus the fighter that you were talking about. Can you go into a little bit more of a definition of what binary actually means? I, I, I understand the concept, but you know, just expand on that, how it works in the spoken and written language a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think the hard part about binary, um, when, when, you know, there's two different things we're talking about here, right? We're talking about gender inclusive language, but okay. we're also talking about gender identification also. So I, I want to break those two things apart and then we'll put them back together. Okay, so the first that one sounds like a good idea. Okay. It, because it's multi-layered, humans are complex right. beings, right? Right. So when someone says binary, whether it's in computer science, uh, gender identification or language in general, binary means two. Right. Um, in computer yes. world, it's a zero or a one. Right. Correct. Um, in and when you so so that's what binary non-binary would mean that it's not two that it's anything more than two or less than two. Right. Right. Okay. But when we look into and you know gender inclusive language, um, and we say it's non-binary, you don't hear that much in common conversation. When we hear binary and non-binary it tends to be more talking about gender identity, sexual orientation. Um, it, it goes to a different part of the world. So if we take a step on the wild side and go to that different part of the world right now, right, is yeah. that binary means male, female. You know, it's like, which, which gender do you, you know, we've all filled out the forms, right? It, for as long as we can remember, it was male, female, right? And yeah. now you might be seeing some forms that say other or non-binary. Right. So in this instance, non-binary means I don't pick these other two. I don't pick male or female um, because not what what science research and humans are telling us is that it's not a simple choice for some people of one or the other. So they can't they are non-binary because they can't pick one or the other, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. But what we're talking about is verbiage and pronouns specifically that single people out, right? Is that refer what you're saying? That, huh? Yeah, ref, or that refer to them, right? I think if, if you're so good about bringing me back to task, we're talking about language, right? We're talking, talking about, about language. language. We're talking about respectful language, right? And so, because um, that's, I mean, that's why I believe the, the house did what they did. So um, from, you know, when we start now, we're going to, we said binary in the world, we said binary, you know, as it relates to uh, gender identification, um, but now we're getting to pronouns specifically. And, uh, you know, I shared with you not too long ago, um, when we don't know what gender someone is, okay, historically, historically, all the way back to Jane Austen and Chaucer and all that stuff that I read, like couldn't believe it, right? Right. We always, have, we tend to use they, but as things progressed in our society, we defaulted to he, 
right? How, you know, any of, ask anybody who's named Jean or, you know, some of those first names where it's not, we're not quite clear, right, which gender it is. Um, oftentimes in our society, we default to he, where early in our history, we defaulted to they when we don't know gender, when we don't know, we right. say so, they. So it's the same concept now in this time and place is that when you look at pronouns, to be inclusive in your language, if you don't know for certain what gender someone is, you should use they, because you don't know, right? You can assume maybe by their right. name. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, if it's Jillian or Janet, um, pretty safe assumption. Right. right. Um, but then we get back to the respect part, is that some people may have a name that appears to be male or female, but maybe they don't identify that way from their gender identity. So then you get back to, it's just easier to default to they. Right. right? Yeah. But are you, here's the part that, that I, I'm confused by. I'm not confused by it. I just have a question. Sure. So you referenced earlier about uh, an intake form for a new job. Right. And so then you have male, you know, male, female, and then you have other. So are you telling me that someone has, you think the word other is more respectful to what, to the people that you're talking about or to the world to use, to classify them as other is more respectful than making them choose between uh, a male or female? I, I have trouble with that. I don't yeah. have trouble with it. I just don't know what the other answer is, Jan. I mean, yeah. is there another right. option that people... Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go around calling people they and other. That seems yeah. a little disrespectful, too. Yeah, no, I don't... I'm not advocating calling someone other. No, I'm not advocating that. So No, but I mean, it says it on the intake form. Right. And well, I've seen that, okay? Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm so, not talking about you. I'm talking no, about- No, I know, I know. You no, know, just I, in general. Well, I guess part of it is that I think what we're seeing is a natural evolution to a place that we need to have been probably 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. let's let's use that, let's use the intake form. Okay. It's the question, I mean, typically it says gender, right? Yes. Male, female, yes. and then a blank, if you're lucky, right? Because yeah, or it says other, or it says prefer not to share. I mean, like there are all these things that we as a society are trying to acknowledge that there are people that are not binary. They don't identify as male or female. It would be more kind to say, what pronouns do you want us to use? Or what was your gender or your, yeah, what was your gender at birth, right? Um, because unfortunately okay. we label everybody based on plumbing. Right. I mean, but what we know from um, uh, psychological studies, scientific research, that there are people out there who do not identify with the physical um, attributes that their body is born with. Right. And so right. I think we're we're evolving slow as it may be. Right. We're evolving to try to acknowledge those folks. And so. This is the ugly period of that. Um, there was an uglier period prior to where we are now because we have evolved a bit, right? Because we've tried other or a blank space, right? Okay. But 
I think the bigger the bigger lesson to be learned is that first we must admit and acknowledge and respect that there are people who cannot choose male or female because they don't identify as either. And okay, that's a big, and you know what though, Jan, that's a really big stretch for people. I, Absolutely. I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying, I'm, I consider myself very mainstream. However, my career has taken me to down the path where I know what you're talking about because of my path that I've done professionally, but we're talking about mainstream people out, you know, in, in the thing. And then the legislation comes in and says, this is what we're going to do. That's an awful big stretch for people to first Mm -hmm. accept what you're saying, which is there's people that identify closer to they than a pronoun of he or she, right? Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I agree with you, but I, that's not what Congress did. Congress is, is on the evolutionary scale. They're back a couple of years from where we're talking with pronoun identification, right? Okay. They're back here. If I don't know which way to go on Zoom, but they're, you know, they're, they're, whichever, years, they're, they're behind. We'll yeah. Put it that way. They're right. just saying that's that okay. instead of saying grandfather or grandmother, they're going to say grandparents. They're going to say grandparents. Why? Because that's everybody, right? You're a grandma or you'll be a grandmother. I'll be a grandmother. Why? Because we identify as female, right? And those are the words that we identify with. But what they're saying in their writing and their addressing of people, and when they reference people, they want to do it in a gender neutral way, like firefighter, grandparent, police officer. Um, So they don't have to, so they don't have to go down the path of excluding, right? Now, the next step in the evolutionary phase of this is you have gender inclusive language, but then you have gender inclusive belief, which is if Sally says, I don't really see myself as male or female, I'd really like people to refer to me as they, that's us being respectful of what they're telling us. And it's a lot easier on a one-to-one basis, right? We all know that we have friends You know, it's the same thing as do you prefer me saying that you're gay or that you're, I mean, you know, like it's, it's easy one-on-one, but it's when we try to do something globally or in group that it becomes a lot harder for people to handle. I mean, even those, even folks that are mainstream that, that don't have some of the experiences that you have, if they have a friend who's transgender, they're going to understand the whole continuum of are, you know, are you male? Are you female? No, I'm going to use they right? Or I was born female, but now I'm going to be male, right? I mean, it's hard. It's hard work, but I think it all boils down to one thing. And that is really just respecting the concept of that. What we've had in the past doesn't have to stay that way, that we can evolve. And I think, you know, that's part of human evolution. I'm, I'm an evolution theorist, but I'm also a Christian, right? But I think that's, that's the crux of it. And it gets wrapped up in gobbledygook of, you know, forms and in writing what's acceptable grammar wise. And we, we kind of run home to the easy rules to try to cope and the easy rules aren't helping us. Um, They, they just don't. So part of it is like, we have to suspend our sense of um, rigidity and just say, Hey, you want to use they, you want me to use they more power to you, or I'm writing an article 
um, about folks that I don't know what their gender is or that there's both, you know, there's male and female people represented in this group. Okay, I'll use they or I'll use inclusive language. It's, it's, about, a, it's about a journey. It's not about a single stop. You ain't a kid that's about a journey. No, a okay, now yeah. I am going to read my notes because there yeah. are, I want to give you some ideas about what's being said out there. You know, um, yeah. as you can imagine, and I'm sure some people have already uh, been involved in seeing the rebuttal on this, but what they are saying is that um, this is a conflict of ideology, meaning that in your world, and I'll just say your world, it's not my world because I'm trying to learn how to be a part of the world. And um, I'm not there yet, but you've been taking me in very slow pieces, which we'll discuss in a minute. But you know what they are saying is that you, that a lot of these people, not you, but you know, the non-binary side is saying that it's very progressive and inclusive, which is what you just basically said, right? And that it's about non-binary labels and diversity, which we have not talked about. And they're saying that this is by changing the words, it creates efficiency and honoring to each person. <coughs> Excuse me. But the people on the other side, Jan, um, you can read it. And they're, they're believing that if you change ideology, which is what we're talking about, which is in language, it has written, you know, rules and things like that. When you start changing ideology, this is not progressive at all. So by eliminating any word that refers to the concept of biological gender and pronouns is a slippery slope. It's, they're saying that it actually reduces and devaluates individual uniqueness. And you know what, Jan, I, I don't know if I agree with that or don't agree with that, but I have to say they there it does carry water a little bit for me because I, I I cannot understand how anybody would work so hard to become one gender or the other, and then they've worked so hard to become that, and then they don't want to be seen as that, they want to be seen as a they, them, or theirs. That's the three pronouns, right? That we're talking about. That I think is confusing to me. If you could elaborate a little bit, I probably didn't do a very good job. I'm sorry at uh, representing the other side, but because yeah, no. I'm, like, I'm kind of neutral. Let's put it that way. I'm neutral, yeah. I'm learning. I'm older and I'm learning, mm -hmm. but what would you say about that? That it, that it, once you start changing the words and, and it really doesn't honor the uniqueness of each individual when you do that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see the perspective and I understand what people are saying out there and I honor you for um, working and learning and, and asking the question. The, I have a I have had a couple points. The first one is, well, who made the rules? We did. 
So that means if we made the rules, we can change the rules. We as a society and humans, we wrote the dictionary. So we get to rewrite the dictionary. So part of me asks people to let go of their death grip on what they know. Just loosen your grip a little bit to go to this next point, which is, right, is that um, if we're talking, uh, we keep confusing, not confusing, we keep combining two issues here. There is an assumption that if a person is transgender, they're either male or female. That's a binary construct, right? What people and studies and what we're talking about today is that we, it would be better if we could embrace a non-binary construct, which means people can choose one of three. They can choose male, they can choose female, or they can choose a gender neutral or non-binary because they really don't identify strongly with male or female. That's what we're talking about in that instance. And then, and we, in, if, in, if we look at it like through that lens, then we're not being disrespectful when we say they, because the folks that don't identify as male or female, that is the pronoun that they want us to use for them because it's neutral and it doesn't push them to one side or the other. Now that's talking about gender identity, but when we talk okay. about gender inclusive language, I'm gonna go to the wall with you on this one and anybody else who wants to come on board is that in our society, there are very few monikers that can only be one gender, very few. So in place of that, why can't we embrace the use of language that acknowledges people without associating a specific gender. So we'll go back to our other examples. Grandparents is no more respectful or disrespectful than grandfather, unless you're referring to a woman. And then it's disrespectful because she's a grandmother, right? But if, it's, if we're talking in the sense of a whole grandparent, they're both grandparents, right? We just don't associate their gender identity to the word. And so that's why I do really think, and maybe this is false hope in our government currently, but I really think that what they're trying to do is in their writing and their language, they're just not going to do the old school thing, which was S slash H E, right? We all remember that in written language when they were trying to refer to men and women yeah, they would put S slash H E, right? So it'd be she, he, or we, you would see she slash he. It, it's an evolution, right? And so that's why it's, it's hard because it gets all convoluted when we start getting in there. But I understand where you're coming from about wanting to be the most respectful, right? That we can to every person that we um, have connection with. And that's why you see people sharing their pronouns when they introduce themselves, if it matters to them. 